0: you are now crossing over into the land of nowhere california and if you enjoy your experience on this journey you can find us by searching nowhere california on all the popular podcast players you can even ask alexa and just say hey alexa play nowhere california and while you guys are there give us a like or review and if you really just can't get enough of us you can find us on all the great popular social medias and our own website nowherecalifornia.com or you can email us nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com last stop nowhere california where ideas are everywhere and voices are nowhere hey
1: everybody this is josh and welcome to nowhere california presents afterthoughts on afterlife as you can guess by that title You're going to hear our thoughts on the recent release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's going to be a three-segment deal where you're going to hear from Doug, Nick, and myself. And basically, it's going to be our thoughts on the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife. Not sure how everybody's going to roll with theirs, but I'm just going to flat out put a spoiler warning right off the bat. Be ready. Hopefully the guys and myself, because I don't know what I've said yet. We'll give you a spoiler warning at the beginning of each of their segments. So without further ado, let's roll into this.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Doug, as you guys obviously heard uh, by the intro. I am having to do a mod. Uh, Things are crazy and hectic and always, always moving. But I always want to try to find time to, to provide my thoughts on things for you guys. And so here I am. We're going to talk Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give a preface right now because I don't know where Josh is putting this in the episode. So I am just going to say spoilers right off the bat. You know, just if you haven't seen it, which at this point, I don't know why you haven't seen it, but if you haven't, pause right here. Go watch the movie 1,700 times and then come back. So obviously now at this point you've seen the movie. Whether or not you paused it and went and watched it or you just waited the three seconds for me to talk again. Oh man, what can be said about afterlife that hasn't already been said? I will... Give it this. And this is a very, very bold statement. And I'm I'm kind of, it's kind of a line in the sand statement. I'm not even sure if I want to commit to it yet. I think I need to see afterlife a few more times. Um, I almost think afterlife was better than Ghostbusters 2. Um, as far as presentation is concerned, I mean obviously storylines are vastly different and, and one is an end universe, another one's kind of a side universe. It's all in the same place, but it's still kind of an offshoot story. Um, but in to me, presentation wise and just overall and like overall enjoyment wise, I kind of think Afterlife was better than Ghostbusters two. Um but now i'm really curious and i really think what's going to be the defining factor of the ne- of of where all these movies kind of fall into place with them is if we get a sequel to afterlife and and you know obviously you've seen it you guys know the ending i mean the the og guys come back and then in the post credit scene uh, winston has bought back the firehouse he has the ecto 1 um so it looks like winston is going to be the the Monopoly man of Ghostbusters here and, and, you know, investing in that future. And, you know, I loved the line and, and it was a very subtle line. Um, You know, I, I started this business for my kids, but you know, always be a Ghostbuster. Now I know for years, everybody talked about, you know, it's always going to be the kids. It's always going to be the kids. It was going to be Oscar and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and. You know, for for Jason Reitman to kind of circumvent all that and introduce a kid from a character that we didn't even think was going to have a girlfriend, let alone a possible wife, because we don't know if him if uh, if Spangler was married to the woman that he eventually had the child with, or if, if it was just a fling. We don't we don't even know. They never even gave us the backstory of that, which in my opinion was actually kind of cool because it really wasn't needed. You know, and and. The trailer, the first trailer, did something that really kind of threw everybody off, and I I think it was really subtle and funny, was that line by Mr. Gruberson. um, You know, Your dad didn't tell you about any of this, and she was like, it's just my mom. When we all saw that trailer, and you can go back and listen to us talk about it on the Ectopod, um, when we were discussing the trailer for the first time, everybody thought because of that line that – Phoebe's dad was gonna be somebody of importance, and it turned out not to be. He was just a, you know, a royal, you know, piece of crap. Um, he just bailed, you know, and and to bail on Phoebe, like he, he stuck it out with the first kid and then all of a sudden bailed on Phoebe. Like that takes a huge piece of shit. Um, <clears throat> anyways, we, we didn't need to know about his character and also in the story we did not need to know about phoebe's grandmother it was irrelevant to the story which i very much liked because it kept the runtime down we didn't waste time on these circumstantial characters that really didn't amount to anything in the story um and we even did that with the town you know like they they gave us the sheriff for the time we needed the sheriff which was lucky's dad and then that was it you know, same you know, same thing with the friends at the at the restaurant of of spinners. You know, we we got a few minutes of them, and that was it. Nothing in this, no time in this movie was really wasted at all. Um, so now I'm kind of curious with all of what we learned in Afterlife, and and you know, with Winston taking over as Mr. Moneybags, and then obviously you know Peter's probably going to be the face of the company again. Um, you know, are are we going to see? For lack of a better term, Afterlife 2, which would be really weird because then it's Ghostbusters 4, and we're going to get into Legend of Zelda territory at that point. Are we going to see the future with, you know, Phoebe and Lucky and Trevor and Podcast working with, you know, Peter, Ray, and Winston, and then maybe even Winston's kids come in? But we don't even know how old Winston's kids are. You know, if it's been 30 years since Ghostbusters 2, You know, he could have had them in 1994 and now they're 28 years old, you know, at this point, you know, so we don't even know what's going on with, you know, but I like this precipice that we're at, you know, and, and to kind of give like a visualization, you know, we've been, you know, as fans, we've been on this plateau of just two things, two movies, you know, there was a third one, but, you know, really divided the fan base and some people like it and some people didn't and that's, that's a discussion that's been had over many times and we don't even need to acknowledge it anymore but we had these first two movies and it was this plateau of time where we just had those two and then you know we we got the announcement of afterlife so we started climbing this little like roller coaster type hill and now we've crested that hill and now we just see this valley of potential you know and what can be done now what can what can be done at this point you know and it's really great and You know, did Gozer's escape from the mine unleash more ghosts into the world? You know, because they said there hasn't been a sighting in 30 years. Well, it's because they eliminated Gozer in one and then Vigo in two. You know, so the two essentially main baddies of, I guess, the continental US, because we don't really see international Ghostbusters very much, um, they're gone. So we had no ghosts. But now since gozer has escaped we now have the potential to have more ghosts you know and now we're back in new york too linson you know got the firehouse and the actor so so now are we going to see everybody pick up and go to new york are we going to see you know something like that are we going to start seeing franchises because that would be great and jason reitman said in an interview uh, a couple days ago from this recording i'm recording this on the 27th um that he would love to see more ghostbusters um from different directors and i i kind of agree with that as much as it would be great to have jason reitman just direct all of them you know write and direct all of them that's not practical for hollywood they you know they don't like to lock themselves down very much like that um of course you know sony could back up the money truck and when we get another jason reitman movie but at this point we don't know what's going on um so that's where I'm at with that is like I would love to see what the potential we have is. I would love to see where we're going from here because I don't think we're done. You know, it it really shattered box office expectations. Originally, it was only supposed to make $30 million globally, and it made $60 million globally its first weekend. Its budget was $75 million. So it's only got to make another $15 million globally, which in, is going to happen at, You know, because it hasn't even been released in all the countries yet. You know, there's still a couple of countries where it hasn't been released yet. Um, so it's definitely gonna make its money back. And I feel like maybe the marketing budget was probably paid for by all the product placement they had on the, on the advertising, you know, pop secret and the cereal and all that kind of stuff. I feel like, you know, probably the marketing budget was taken care of. And even if not, that's only about 30 million. So in reality, it's only got to make another 45 million and hasn't even touched DVD sales or digital copy sales. So, you know, I, th- at this point, I think we're definitely going to more than make its money back. So now the studio can see it as a viable investment option and, and, you know, green light a sequel, you know? And so we'll, we'll see, see where we go. And, you know, generally following tradition of Ghostbusters, you know, it was, it's five years. So, so, you know, hopefully within the next five years, by 2026, 2027, we at least have the notion of there being another Ghostbusters, but if we're going to include, you know, Dan, Bill and, and Ernie, you know, those guys are getting up there in age. We already lost Harold. Um, you know, of course, we lost him a little preemptively because he was sick. But, you know, we've lost Harold. You know, what are the chances we're going to lose Dan or Bill or Ernie, um, even Annie or Sigourney in that time? So now, you know, it's kind of a, you know, crap or get off the pot time. We have to figure out what we're, our next step's going to be. Um so yeah, I I love where the potential of the franchise is going and I really, really think that we're we as fans and especially like these hardcore fans who are loving this new universe. You know, it's it's going to be a beautiful thing that we witness, you know, and it's like Star Wars, you know, Star Wars, you know, the sequels really divided people much like any other franchise. I mean, Ghostbusters was divided. Any franchise is divided when new material comes out, you know, but we the, these hardcore fans got this new Star Wars. We got three of them and then that opened up a universe. Now we have Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and all that jazz you know, we could see that with, you know, could there be a Ghostbusters universe? And, and you know, fans have been keeping Ghostbusters going for years on YouTube. All of, you, all of you franchise guys doing your own little short films that, you know, are amazing and, you know, and have the potential to be their own stories. You know, can we see something like franchises? Um, so, but I want to, there is one more thing I want to talk about um, before I, you know, stop recording here. Um, that was the appearance of, uh Harold, um, Spectral Egon, as he's being referred to now as, um, going into the movie, I, I was like, please, please don't have, let's not have a Rogue One situation where all of a sudden we have this computer generated person, you know, who's, you know, we, I didn't want, I didn't, originally, I didn't want a Spectral Egon, um, now, in hindsight, having got what we got, I'm very happy with it um I was very I was very angry about it the first like minute and a half it was on the screen. I was like, "Come on, guys, really? You know we're gonna get Tupac dancing on stage here um but then, the way it was presented, the way they did it, and I think what really helped it in my eyes um make it feel a lot better was they didn't have him talk um, Harold has a very distinct voice and and you know the the actor uh, Maurice who played who voiced him in um, Real Ghostbusters was very very close, but still you know kind of different. Um, I think it would have been hard to find a impersonator, for lack of a better term, to do the to, to do Harold's voice properly. Because as much as Egon's voice was kind of the character, he did he he kept the kept it monotone, kept a lot of personal feelings out of that tone of voice. Harold himself does have a very distinct voice, so it would be very hard to kind of match that. Um, and I think that's what helped the spectral part of it. Um, I feel like that's kind of what, like was off about Grand Moff Tarkin and and Rogue One. Uh, his voice was just different. Um, you know, and it's always it's it's, you know, and i've I've seen I've, I say this about all CG characters. You can go back and listen to episodes of nowhere. um and I'll have said this a couple times. The hardest part about believing a completely CG character is there's no life in the eyes. There's no life in the eyes. I don't care how much you render it, how much HD you put into it. You cannot put life it in the eyes of a computer-generated character against the backdrop of reality. Fully animated, like The Incredibles or Coraline or something like that, you can definitely include the life in the eyes because you're you're creating that universe, but taking a completely CG character against the backdrop of a real-life background, there's just no life in the eyes, and it's very hard to do that. But what they did with this spectral Egon that I thought was great is, one, he was spectral, so he was kind of see-through, and two, he had his glasses on. Um, and they never shot him... From- from the front you know he was always at an angle um which was really great um i just i i, I feel like they they took an idea that everybody thought was going to happen which was oh we should see spectral egon especially because throwing it back to real ghostbusters we've had that um but they made sure to keep it in a way that did show that he was a, a ghost, you know. And I think what really helped it as well was the fact that that beginning footage stuff that we saw him when he was running with the gatekeeper, um, in his truck, which was very reminiscent of Super Eight, by the way. I thought that was—I don't know if that was done intentionally, but I just as soon as I saw that that lighting and that truck and that shadow of his face and everything, I just immediately thought of Super Eight, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, It's actually probably my second favorite monster movie. Um, You know, they just, they, they kept him in shadow and things like that. Um, I just thought that was really well done. Um, They didn't show us Egon at all until he was a ghost, which helps, you know, us kind of believe that story. And then all the other Egon interactions we got were all, you know, based off of, you know, uh, ghost movement. We never saw him actually physically moving those things. Which really adds credence to these actors being so great is that, you know, they had to act opposite of inanimate objects that were animated, you know, but it, you know, it, it really shows a lot. And you know, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Um, I, you know, real quick to finish on the Egon thing. Um Dan told me at FanFest that I was going to absolutely love what they did with the Egon character. And Dan was right. And that sparkle in his eye, I knew he knew what I was going to be seeing. And, you know, and he could tell, uh, you know, I I was choking up when I was talking about it. Because as you guys know, like Egon and Harold especially are very important people to me. Um, That Dan was right. Dan was absolutely right. I was going to love everything about it. And I did. Um, And so I'm going to wrap out with this real quick, you guys. Um, (laughs) McKenna Grace... Completely knocked it out of the park as egon 's granddaughter her her tone her just her every she was so good and You know, the actor who played podcast, Logan Kim, he was great. Just these two child actors. You know, McKenna Grace had a lot of experience before Ghostbusters. She's been acting, you know, since she was, you know, in the single digits of a child, you know, six, seven years old. So she has experience. This was Logan Kim's first ever big thing. He's just done commercials up to this point. Um, But those two kids knocked it out of the park. And this movie was solely on the shoulders of McKenna Grace. If she didn't do this right, if she didn't perform this right, this movie was sucked, but she knocked it out of the park. And so I'm going to leave it with this. And, and I hope you guys agree with me. Um, If McKenna Grace doesn't win an Oscar by the time she's 40 and Logan Kim doesn't become a huge Factor in the comedy world in the late twenties, early thirties, you know of 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 the year two thousand, you know twenty twenty seven to twenty thirty five. If he doesn't become a huge you know comedy person at that point, then they have really shitty agents because these kids probably could get handed a Michael Bay, Yule Bull team up script and get nominated for an Oscar for these kids are amazing. And if you guys haven't, if you guys don't know the the haunted house song at the end of the credits, after we get Ray Parker's classic theme, the, the haunted house song is, is McKenna Grace. She's also a singer. Um, and she wrote that song with her writing partner specifically for the movie. Um, so definitely check that out. She's on Spotify. You know, it's a great, great song. I've listened to it numerous times. Um, at this point I've seen the movie twice Um, I do intend on at least seen an IMAX once so I'm gonna probably do a third time Um, I'm hoping to go for for either four or five um, probably five because I hate even numbers Uh, so you know just get out there and see it guys the more money we dump into this thing while it's in the theaters the higher chance we have of getting a sequel um also especially buy it when it's released on video either dvd blu-ray 4k digital copy do not pirate this don't be don't be that guy don't be that guy you know we need we need a sequel so you know cough up the 20 bucks and just don't be a dick and just pay for it you know So uh, I'm going to leave that there, guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. I'm going to go. And actually, at this moment, I'm about to take off to Las Vegas for my birthday. So I will see you guys all when I'm really, really poor. Hey,
1: everybody. This is Josh. I'm sitting outside the theater right now. I have finished my second viewing on Ghostbusters Afterlife and since scheduling-wise and whatnot have occurred, we've decided to do something a little bit different. Instead of doing a group episode together, we're doing a group episode apart. There you go. As the editor of this, I'll probably sandwich myself between uh, Doug and Nick, and that's not the first time any of us have heard that, uh, because more than likely I'll be the good mid-road in this, because Doug will probably dissect the crap out of everything, and more than likely Nick will cry. Anyways, it's hard to gather my thoughts still on this movie, because... Honestly, this was a perfect movie. This was a perfect way to continue the story and honestly wrap up the story as I continue my thoughts. I probably should preface this. I'm going to let my thoughts fly. So, spoiler alert now. Throughout this movie, the cast and crew do an excellent job. I can easily just ramble on and on about everybody in this movie. But if you're a fan of the Ghostbusters, you know... What you saw, you've already seen the movie multiple times. And if you're not a fan of the Ghostbusters, you can easily jump into this movie and still enjoy the living hell out of it. And for the fans, the best way I can sum up that you're in good hands, minus our past adventures at the Ghostbusters Fan Fest and everything, was the first moment we see Phoebe, played by McKenna Grace. When you first see Phoebe in this movie, you can easily tell she is a relative vegan just by her looks alone. Look over her shoulder at her mom when she fried the wires in the apartment. I will leave it at that on the casting crew. The story unfolds perfectly, honestly. It hits every button right on the head, and you're not left dragging thinking like, oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? The elements of drama to comedy are very leveled and there's no overkill on the dramatic aspects of this family going to their dead grandfather's house to sort through his life. And then there's not too much comedy. It's not overkill in the comedy where you're thinking, oh God, why that joke there? Quick little side note, Phoebe's jokes throughout the movie were the perfect addition to this character. This awkward, quiet, shy kid telling these, so bad. They are amazing dad jokes, honestly. Um God, where do I go from here? Um I will... Honestly, I'll probably keep this brief because there's so much to unload here. And sitting in my car by myself trying to do this, it kind of defeats the purpose. And I almost guarantee when we do our best movies of 2021 episode of Nowhere California, we will be able to dive deeper into it with everybody in the room. But I do have to hit the Egon aspect of this entire movie. The first moments of this movie, you are seeing Egon running and you, you're not getting a full on glimpse of him, but the person they got standing in for him looks a lot like Harold, but it is Egon. You're given Egon after the unfortunate passing of Harold. And then within moments of the opening of the movie, We get Egon's passing, and throughout the movie, we start getting these little telltale hints of, one, what the hell he was doing out there, but two, the fact that he's still there. And this culminates to the end where we get the final battle, which I'm not going to go into detail on because I may be spoiling some stuff here, but there's still some aspects where I'm like, if I ruin any part of this movie for anybody, I'd be very pissed off at myself. Anyways, um... When we get the full-blown reveal of what everybody can now know as Spectral Egon, because there's the action figures that are either out or coming out very shortly, uh, I, I dug it. I really enjoyed how they stepped up on that level. And before I came out for my second viewing of this, I came across an article that claimed that it crossed the line. I didn't really read too much of the article because I knew the headline was bullshit. But they were claiming that having a ghost Egon crossed the line. And to me, you cross a line when it's been done before and you're doing it in an offensive manner. This was not done in any offensive manner whatsoever. It gave closure to that whole volume of the movie. Like, it'd be easy to say chapter but the the original Ghostbusters as we know it now that book is closed and we're jumping into a new volume and seeing Egon there was a beautiful way to do it back when we were doing Ectopod and they started talking about doing new Ghostbusters movies We always talked about what aspect would they have Egon in. And I always brought up that particular episode of The Real Ghostbusters, which I don't remember the title off the top of my head. But you know the one where Egon is separated from his body and his spirit is floating around. And as soon as they showed him at the end, I teared up. And I was just like, that's the way to do it. And as long as Harold's family was cool with it, then they could do it. Because when in the hands of Jason Reitman, a legacy individual towards the world of Ghostbusters, since his dad's Ivan Reitman, duh. Um, this whole story and production and execution were in the right hands. And I can ramble on and on, but I'm not. I'm just going to finish this up by saying that Dan was right. When we were at the Ghostbusters Fan Fest, Doug asked him about uh, how Harold would be handled in this movie. And all Dan would say is, you're going to be very happy with it, with it. And that was the first thing I texted Doug after I got out of the movie. And I will stand by that. Like, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a perfect chapter to this ever going story of the Ghostbusters. And if this is the finale for the original stories, the original three, the Ghostbusters 1 from 84, Ghostbusters 2, which some people still frown upon. But I still dig it. I like it. The... Everything about it, there is too much to talk about on Ghostbusters 2. I like those underrated movies. And now with Ghostbusters Afterlife, it, it, it it's a good finale for some amazing characters that we grew to love and admire. And be able to see the four guys one more time on the big screen. So with all that being said, um, more than likely you heard Doug before this. Like I said, he probably dissected a lot of this. And... I'm going to throw it to Nick so he can cry like a six-year-old with a scraped knee. But for now, this has been uh, my afterthoughts on Afterlife. You know what? I think I have a title for this thing.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Nicholas Dye from Nowhere, California and the Ectopod. And I am about to walk in to see Ghostbusters Afterlife right now. I am so hyped for this. The sequel has been many, 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 many years in the, in the making. And I'm looking forward to see what... What uh, Jason Reitman, the the son of Ivan Reitman, is going to do with it? I can't wait to see our guys back in in their costumes. So uh, I'll, I'll just hit you up afterwards.
0: Later that same evening.
2: Well, holy shit! Um, once again, Nicholas die, nowhere, California, and the Ectopod. And uh, <clears throat> if I seem a little <laughs> if I seem a little emotional, it's because this was everything that it needed to be. Um, this touched me on so many levels, um, as a dad, because I, I took my kids to see this and I remember walking into the theater for the first time in 1984. Um, it was just about six to eight months after my father had passed away. And so it was something that I shared with my mom. And, uh, so to be able to take my kids to this and see something this fantastic put on film. It was everything that I had hoped for. Jason Reitman did such an amazing job. Um, I'm going to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, but if you do not feel moved or touched in this film, (laughs) there's something wrong with you. Um, It is such a fantastic movie. Uh, McKenna Grace did such an amazing job. Finn Wolfhard was fantastic. Fantastic. You'll have to forgive me because I'm spacing the mom's name, but I, I loved how she portrayed her frustration with just hitting rock bottom on things. Um, <clears throat> the kid who plays podcast is is unbelievable. Um, he's so funny. Paul Rudd is exactly Paul Rudd all the time. He's perfect. And... Um, I I really, I don't want to give anything else away, but this movie was just everything that us Ghostbusters fans had hoped for for years. Um, I even spoke to one of my friends who is not a diehard Ghostbusters fan, but just loved, 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 loved how this movie concluded. Um, I'm not going to, I'm going to do what Josh did with me, and I'm not going to give you any, any details as far as, hints towards the future or anything like that I'm not going to tell you anything you guys just go enjoy this film um it is easily my favorite film of 2021 um and maybe one of my favorite films for the next few years to come uh this was absolutely beautiful so please get out and go see Ghostbusters Afterlife